This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. And uh, I know you'll you'll have a question banked up here. Uh, somebody had reached out to you. Uh, you want to go ahead and hit that one first or you want to come back to it? Yeah, our, our good buddy of uh, the program, Prince Faisal in, uh, in mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia, uh, who loves the program, follows everybody on all the platforms. Uh, one of my really, really good friends uh, overseas uh, reached out to me and says, and it goes back to the offensive line. He says, why won't they sign a backup guard? My question is for the love of the star, especially that they don't know what will happen with Martin. So it kind of goes to the things we're talking about, Bobby, if you want to address that. Why why don't they just go and sign? Are they going to let these guys play it out and and see what happens? But, again, Prince Faisal, I appreciate your uh, – uh, answer the question and always hanging out with our podcast. Yeah, always, always listen, always appreciate that. Uh, so I think that a they're 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 banking on a couple of things that they want to see play out first. They want to see does it click for some of these guys, some of these young guys. Does Zach Martin return? And then if it doesn't, I think at that point, then you may be looking at we've got a surplus at receiver or we've got yeah. a surplus at corner right now. Like somebody, yeah, there you go would bank on Kelvin Joseph if we've decided Kelvin Joseph isn't working out here and we'll swap. All right, let's take, take your fresh start guy for our fresh start guy. We all could stand to hit the reset button. I would say that if things hold the way they are, they will go acquire another offensive lineman. Like I, I think that that would be what they do, whether it be they, they scan the waiver wire, look at cut downs. It's not often that you'll usually get a cut guy for, from offensive line. If there's any sort of quality at all, um, so it may be a, a trade that needs to be made. But I do think that the Cowboys are going to have to make some sort of acquisition. And I think that they will. Brian, uh, what do you think on that? Yeah, I, I, I do too, Bobby. And it's so hard because I kind of felt like there was going to be the surplus of the offensive linemen that maybe they could go out and if they had to get the running back or they had to get another uh, linebacker that they were going to be able to do that. But – you know, real, real, I, real quick, but, but before you go too far down the line, I'm curious. Where would you say right now? What position after watching these practices do you think is the deepest that you will have a surplus? Is it corner? It's it's in the secondary. Yeah, I think so. I think I think somebody. I think somebody. If 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 these corners continue to play like they have, and they've had some good days, and they've had some days with, but they've been competitive in all the periods. I think you might also have. Uh, you know, maybe at that maybe at that safety spot too might be. You know, when I mentioned uh, 
Yeah. I mean, you've got Wilson, Curse, Hooker, and then and Hooker, who, by the way, we didn't even mention, signed an extension this week. Yeah. They, they like him clearly. And then you've got Wanye Thomas and Israel McQuam, right. who returned to practice. So they definitely have right. depth. Yeah, they have, they have some depth of the position. I think, to me, you know, my hope is that in the preseason that all those guys play well so then then there's that potential for flipping. But this might be a team that's in that trade market for an offensive line. I mean, maybe – Maybe do very similar to what they did to get, uh, you know, to get Gilmore and to get Cooks. Is do you go ahead and trade one of next year's picks for a for a legitimate for a legitimate guard, you know, or legitimate tackle? I think there'll be a day where Awesome Richards will be just fine. I just don't know if it's going to be right now, you know. Do you? So do you... I, I need. I need. I, I'm going to need something. I'm going to need something at guard, and I'm going to need something likely. And this is if the Zach, even if the Zach, to answer Prince Faisal's question, Martin comes back, I'm still adding somebody. I'm still, I'm, I'm changing out, I'm changing out players seven, eight, nine, potentially is what I'm doing. Now you had, uh, I just want to be careful. We got to remember here, if there's one spot, the last time they they traded secondary depth. For oh, they traded Kansas City, depth. right? They traded Charvarius Ward away, who's become yeah. arguably like that. a top ten, top fifteen corner for Parker. Never Andrew. forget that. Never here. forget that. Yeah, he was. You were a he, you were a big Charvarius Ward fan when they signed I loved, him. I liked I him a lot. Player. I love the player, and the thing about it was that he was. They were getting ready to play the Houston Texans, and I'll never forget this sitting in the press box with Brad Sham and I'm looked down on the field and he like was going to warm up. And the next thing you know, he's in street clothes and I'm thinking, uh Oh, and then that's when the trade went down. They basically, he was going to play and he got traded right before the game. I mean, literally yep. right before the Houston game. So uh, yeah, but they're, they're going to have to do something, Bob. And I believe, I, I think they're on to something. Uh, like I say, I think a lot of people are asking about that would, you go out and add a veteran piece. I could say I don't think Adoga is the answer right now. I mean, he could prove me wrong, but from what I've seen at tackle and guard right now, it's not a help. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Next question here from Brandon. Are you getting the feeling that Saturday's struggles at kicker won't force the team to bring in a veteran free agent? Seems like both Aubrey and Viscano will get another chance. Uh, and, and we haven't talked about that yet. Saturday, the mojo moment kicking session. Uh, the kickers went one for six, uh, which is not great. Brandon Aubrey made uh, the one kick. Viscano went 0 for 3 during the period. I still believe, I've said it consistently, I, I refuse to believe, given what we've seen out there, that the kicker is on the roster right now. I think they. I, I don't think either one of these guys are kicking for the team week one. If it's going to be one of them, I'm going to lean. I guess Aubrey a little. Man, uh, I'm leaning I'm lean the other I think, way. I think, Vis, think Viscano has been better. Generally, what we've seen, I think Viscano's better. I think they like Aubrey more. It's a little bit like where we were at last year with Hyrule Lahu and uh, Garibay, where it's like Hyrule Lahu had been better, 
but it felt like they liked Garibay more. Oh, they to, wanted Garibay. They wanted and Garibay so they, to be the so guy. So I feel like I feel like we're in the same position. I think Aubrey they like more. Vizcano's been better, but they don't necessarily like either enough to say they're not going to go get somebody. It's amazing how they it's amazing how these kickers and trust me, myself, Todd Archer, uh, you know, we were out there uh, you know, watching these guys and and others and just you know you're like it's amazing how they like one of them they would have a good run where they'd make three in a row and then one guy would miss the next guy would step up and he would miss too it's like they couldn't they couldn't it's like they it's like they felt sorry for the other guy oh hey i, I really don't want to win the kicking job here i'm gonna i'm just gonna i'm gonna follow yeah. up your, i'm gonna follow up your miss with my own miss you know, and it just, you know, they, it was always when, the, when we were charting them and Michael Gelkin, you know, in the morning, we were all charting these guys and it's like, there were always two misses and it always were kind of like when one guy would miss, the next guy couldn't take advantage of the situation. So I, I said it earlier too. I, I don't think the kicker's on the roster currently. I just don't. Next question here from uh, TGM. It says, with Zeke, Kellen, and Schultz gone, well, Zeke's gone for now, who knows. Uh, with Zeke, Kellen, and Schultz gone, how do you think the Cowboys' goal line offense will change? I'll say this. I don't know if you Man, noticed. That, that, that right. two-point two stuff was really good. It, it was. Two, and, and, and they're, and they're like, down in the red zone, they were good. That one day, man, the offense was humming when it was like the two-point plays. It went five for five. So here, they, here's they, what they I, didn't run the ball. They didn't run it. No, all. no. Here's what I'll say. I think that there's going to be. I think if you were hoping the change to McCarthy would mean more motion uh, during games, you're going to be disappointed. I think this offense is going to be more static than they were even last year. Uh, the one area where I will say I've noticed a lot of motion is on the goal line. When yeah. they're in the five, they use a lot of it. Then you, they use Turpin, Deuce Vaughn guys where, where they're trying to get a lot of motion going so the one area where i have seen it has been on the goal line so if you're looking for what's a noticeable change i think it might be man that's where we're seeing a lot of deuce vaughn Cavante turpin and and some stuff at the snap with those guys specifically when they're inside the five yeah that the like when they went two-point play practices man the defense had no answer I and mean, they give schottenheimer and mccarthy a lot of credit well, they had some really good plays. Again, five for five, didn't run the ball one time. Now, I'll tell you what, had kind of some kind of high hopes, you know, for I had some I had some really high hopes for Hunter Lipke. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe things in the preseason with the games will kind of turn out differently. He's been a but little anonymous. I would say you could throw him into that group that we were like, oh, here we are, OTAs, minicamps. Oh, look, he's getting work with the ones. Oh, hey, look, he's doing this. Oh, hey, look, he's doing that. I think he's been just, yeah, like you said, anonymous, I think, is a really good word. And, you know, maybe in these games, the preseason games where it gets down the end and they're trying to kill games and they're just handing him the ball, let's see. But of all the running backs, I would say – he he's not making me want to put Sean McEwen on the street. You know what I'm saying? I think you're going to have McEwen. Have, I think McEwen's had some good practices. By that's the way, what I'm saying I'm, I'm saying you carry the fullback guy, or you carry the fourth tight end. How are you gonna How are you gonna play that? 
That's where I think that that's where the numbers are going to be. By, by the way, at least early on, another difference that we'll see, it's the elimination of that uh, that Kellen Moore Hulk package. I have not seen hard. Like, I think maybe once I've seen an offensive lineman go in their lineup as a fullback. Full house. Yeah, they've done full house, but not as offensive lineman. No, it, it's 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 not been common at all. All right. Uh, last one here. We'll work on a Dean Julia question because this is one that we, we had from a couple different people. But but Dean will represent today. Uh, how would you rank the running backs right now behind Pollard? So, uh, you know, this, you can rank this however you like, however you think the depth chart will shake out, Brian, or, or who do you think's had the best camp? I think for me, out of the running backs behind Pollard, the guy who's at the very top of the list, and I know we've been fans of him, the Cowboys have been fans of him, fans seem to like Malik Davis a little bit more, but Rico Dowdle's been the best running back behind Pollard at camp to me. Yeah, Rico Dattle has done a, a really, really nice job. I, I think there's the the people's champ too. Deuce Vaughn has done a a really nice job when given opportunity. I know yeah. uh, yesterday there were some clips of him with some blitz pickup stuff on Fowler and stuff, and kind of stepping up. We'll see when when things get really, really serious, you know, uh, with all that. But I'll say this though: Pollard, Dattle, uh, Vaughn. Even Ronald Jones. I think Ronald Jones, I know he's got to deal with the suspension for the first two, but I'll tell you what, man, he's they, they, these guys have all looked good. And I know I mentioned what Hunter Lipke and some of the issues that he might have and disappearing a little bit, but, you know, they, they, this, this running back room is making me feel a little bit different about what I feel like they need to do going forward. I think that, you know, there's always that, that hint of – you know, who you, depending on who you talk to in the organization, there's always that hint of where's kid, uh, kid old uh, Ezekiel Elliott come back. But I know the one guy really wants him is that owner. I think the owner would fight to have Zeke back. Oh, I yeah. Every, I, think, I think these running backs are kind of holding Zeke off right now, to be honest with you. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. That, that does it for us here today on the Love the Star podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, they will be back here. Uh, we've got a, a preseason game coming up here shortly. Then they'll be back in Frisco for practices soon. Uh, and so we'll, we'll have a lot more coverage for you. But uh, until next time, for Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belt. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you guys later.